When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. I know it's not the same, but happy motherfucking Thursday, everybody. (laughs) You know, this is traditionally the biggest party night of the year. Holy Thursday with Good Friday following is always the busiest night of the year in the clubs. It has been for decades and it's not happening tonight. You used to host hella parties on this night. I remember. Oh, boy. Uh, so I did Nashville North was the big one for years that I hosted on Thursdays. But, I mean, I've done a lot. You're right. I was at Elements in Kitchener, and I was at uh, uh, my do- apartment in Mississauga yeah, on yeah. Holy Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's one of those nights. It's great. We are going to talk about this bullshit is the only way to put it coming up. In a few minutes. But before we get to that, can I play a couple of things for you? Oh, you're For me? Of course you may. Okay, so last night the Masked Singer was on, and you've already told me you didn't watch it. That's right, right? That, that's correct. I wish I could have. My parents moved yesterday. Long story, I couldn't watch it. There's a couple of them that I want your take on. Three in particular. I put out some guesses already on Twitter. I'm going to play just a couple of these, and you tell me if you know who these are, because I have some theories. You ready? Ready. This is the chameleon. Listen to this. I hope you can come up with the answers, girl. Yeah, if you would love me now, would you love me if I was down and out? Would you still have love for me, girl? Hmm. A lot of people, because the clue package said that that was uh, someone who'd experienced a lot of loss. So a lot of people are saying that's Wiz Khalifa. Could you hear that? No, nope. 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 I'll tell you who I'll tell you who I heard right away when you're when you're ready. But tell me what other people are saying, because I'm wondering if they're thinking the same thing I am. Everybody's saying Wiz Khalifa. I personally and it does fit with the loss part. I think that's genuine. This this person, you want to compare the voice of genuine to this person? Yep. I think it's genuine. I think it's someone from Outcast. I heard nothing but Outcast when I heard that just now. Andre 3000. Andre 3000. Interesting. That's exactly who I heard. Okay. All right. This next one, we know it's somebody likely from the 80s. It's a little bit older. And I do have a theory about who this is. This is another person who apparently experienced some loss. But uh, people were crying last night when they heard this rendition of Ain't No Sunshine. Listen to this. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. She's always gone too long. Anytime. She goes away. Wonder this time where she's gone. Who do you hear? Because oh I know exactly who that is. Can I say nothing's popping up to me uh, right away? Who do you think? Might it be is? before your time. It might be. Hey. That is the crab singing. Okay. I think 100%. And again, it fits with the lost theme and something that his family has been through. And going through for a long time, there's nobody that that could be other than Bobby Brown. 
former husband of Whitney Houston. Do you hear it? Could you hear that? You know what? I wouldn't. uh, I I don't automatically think it's not him. So that's an okay guess. It's better than what I would come up with, which is not much. Okay, I'm going to play you one more. This is from last night's Masked Singer. This one I'm really not sure about. A lot of people are saying this is JoJo. Remember her, the Leave Get Out girl? Of course. It's the Black Swan. Listen to this. Help me. It's like the walls caving in. Sometimes I feel like giving up, but I just can't. See, it's so familiar, right? My blood laying on the bathroom floor, feeling nothing. You know what? Tone is, is anything popping out? Tone is similar, but I don't think it's JoJo. JoJo's a bit, uh, her register's up a little bit higher. This person can go lo- pretty low, too. JoJo yeah, has, I don't think that's JoJo either. Yeah, JoJo has a good range, but that person can sing low key. Like, did you hear those, those lower uh, notes that she yeah, hit? Listen, yeah, here we go. Like the Sometimes I feel like giving up, but I just can't. It isn't in my blood. It isn't in my blood. Great voice. What do you think? Whoever it is, it's a great voice. I. I'm not sure the clue packages of last night. So that said, I, I don't. I can't really work off of that. I guess it sounds to me like someone who's definitely had a singing career. Is that right? Did they say? I believe it is a singer. Listen, one of the guesses that got made last night that I actually don't disagree with is a theory that that could be Lindsay Lohan. Oh, I I don't I I don't I don't really hear that. I hear like Michelle from Destiny's Child or something like that. You know who else I hear is Ashley Simpson. I hear a little bit of Ashley Simpson in that. Just that. Ashley has a bit of a higher register. Sure. Too, doesn't she? It's hard to say, though, because some of them do actually mask. Hence the show title. They will mask their voice a little bit. You know, through the seasons, we've seen that happen before, where especially in the first few episodes, they want to keep you guessing. So they'll try to hide a little bit of their voice, make it seem lower, or pick country songs when they're usually a pop star, or pick pop songs if they're known as a country person. They do things to usually mess you up. So that's the most interesting part, is you never really uh, know until the unmasking happens, unless it's very obvious, like Nick Carter last season was to me from the beginning. Um, This season, there's a couple of standouts that I'm pretty sure I know who they are, but I like that we keep guessing. Some of these, though, I think are going to be real stumpers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those are safe guesses, the the Bobby Brown and the Genuine, but we will wait and see. Either way, I love that show. It's so, so, so well done. <sighs> okay, are we moving It's exhausting. It, yeah. It's fucking exhausting. Um, I'm going to let you start today because I know that I went off yesterday and I think I called him Premier Asshole out in BC. Um, right. Yeah, our BC the, numbers, by the way, though. Thank you for that, because our BC numbers are growing like crazy. And oh, I, think it, it's, I think it's because of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, we're up to six hundred and fifty thousand after nine listeners now. And yeah. there's a lot on the West Coast. So thank you. Uh, I didn't hear from any West Coasters yesterday after the podcast, but I certainly did hear from a lot of Ontarians. And, and then those stopped because I started getting messages as the rumors out of the cabinet started leaking. And, and let me just say. We either have cabinet confidentiality or we don't. 
And I don't understand why the Ford government held a cabinet meeting yesterday to decide what would come today. And they leaked it to the media before they even explained it to the province's mayors. Didn't explain it to the mayors. Yeah. They leaked it to reporters. Yeah, I that is frustrating. Sure. But I mean, ultimately, to me, it's frustrating. I really and I know everyone's going to say they don't want to go into lockdown. But guys, this is super frustrating. This is going to be now the third time that we go into lockdown um, since the beginning of this. And I know that this they may end up trying to tweak some things so that certain things can stay open. But from what we're hearing, that won't be the case. It's pretty much going to be as exactly as it sounds a lockdown a shutdown, a gray zone, whatever whatever word you want to put on it, I don't care. What I know about it is that restaurants and other small businesses will get fucked again by this. And yep. it's so frustrating for me. I mean, personally, I'm pissed and it doesn't even fully affect me, which is which is probably worse for people who are affected by it. I understand because again, it doesn't affect me directly, right? Sure, I might have popped into a store or two that will now be shut down. But there are some people, this is their livelihood. Once again, they have to close up shop. So if I'm this pissed off and frustrated, guys, I can only imagine how you feel right now. If you are a restaurant owner, if you work in a restaurant or any of those places that are going to have a shutdown, it pisses me off. It seems twisted. This whole thing kind of seems really odd because, again, we're going to have it so that these and big box stores are open with 50% capacity at a lot of these places. But these small businesses where we are not seeing spread of the virus like are taking a massive hit again. That's the most frustrating part. I think for me is that we can all go ahead and meet up at these places. And I'm not one to even say boycott them. I actually don't agree with that at all because if we, even if we boycott them, there's stuff we have to get. Like, let's be honest. There's a lot of smaller places that just can't handle the amount of volume that they're going to have to uh, come up with so that all of us can shop and do our groceries and every other essential need that we have during this. So, and there's also people employed at those places. So when it comes to those people saying, Fuck, boycott them during this. Don't boycott them. That's doing nothing. Let's remember who's making these decisions here. And this is the only time, Scott, in this entire entire time, in this last year, since the pandemic began, that I actually disagree with the actions of Doug Ford. From here, like, forward, I'm, I'm not happy. I was okay first lockdown, absolutely for it. In fact, you can go back and listen to the podcast. Guys, put your masks on, stay at home, find things to do, guys, get creative, start cooking more, whatever. Second time, okay, this is frustrating, but the weather's shit, right? It's January, we're a little bit cold and miserable, let's stay inside, let's focus on this and that, let's do all the right things. This time, I'm not having any of it. I'm not a fan of it, I am not okay with it, Um, and what's happening in the schools aside, which is flipping and flopping by the fucking minute, apparently, it's so frustrating that they're going to do this for four weeks, they say. To me, it feels like in some areas, we're getting screwed because people in other areas aren't doing things right. And even those people in the other areas not doing things right, I I don't even fully disagree with what some of them have been doing. Whatever. That aside, the conversation for another day, because I understand their frustration too. So that's why they're going to other places to do things in zones that they were able to. Some people think that that's helping with the spread in other areas in, in bad ways. I am just pissed about this whole this whole thing and this decision that is inevitably going to come down today. It's very, very disappointing. Lots to unpack there. Lots to unpack. Okay. Here's the story, everybody. And this was uh, confirmed by our colleagues at Global News. The entire province of Ontario will move to the gray zone. That's the lockdown zone at 12.01 a.m. on Saturday. 
Restaurants will be closed for in-person service. They will only be able to offer takeout and delivery. Essential retail stores, that's your uh, Walmarts and your grocery stores and your Costco's, 50% capacity. Non-essential retail is going to be allowed to stay open at 25% capacity. So already it's not a lockdown. I don't know why we're calling it a lockdown. It's not a lockdown. But gyms closed, personal services like hairdressers, this would be nail salons closed. It's wrong. This is apparently to preserve hospital capacity. They say there are now more COVID-19 patients in Ontario ICUs than at any point in the pandemic. Critical Care Services Ontario says they counted 421 hospital patients in the ICU with COVID-related critical illnesses as of midnight yesterday. 421. I don't even know what I want to say. I... I, uh... I know it's hard to say. No, I, I totally understand what you mean because it's really hard to sum up how you feel when you're when you're th- as fed up as we are. And I know you you and I think a lot alike, but we've talked with people this morning and we had a couple of conversations. I mean, I can even play the phone call if you want, but we had someone call in and say that they're all for this lockdown. And their reason being is because their significant other is is on the front lines at a, at a grocery store, whatever it was. And someone came in and sneezed purposely on her and without a mask on. And I'm sick of it. Well, listen. That that to me makes no sense at all. You're going to get those people. And th- those people are assholes, right? I think most people with level heads will agree those people are assholes because the majority of us are doing all the things that they've been telling us to do, which I think is the most frustrating part for me, is that we have been doing those things. We have been wearing masks. We have been staying six feet apart. Yes, there's the odd things that we hear about, right? Oh, a party busted or this or that. Stupid little things. But the majority of us are wearing our masks, are socially distancing, haven't seen some of our family members in well over a year, all because we're trying to do the right thing. Yet it feels like time and time again, we're getting punished for it. And those people that are doing those things, the anti-masking, purposely cough on people, they're fucking assholes to begin with. And they've been assholes since March of 2020. They're going to continue to be assholes whether you open things up or whether you shut things down. They're assholes. So I don't think that a lockdown is going to impact pricks being pricks. So for the majority of us who are doing the right things, we have to be punished. And again, I especially feel bad for those business owners. It's so fucked up to me that they'll spend all this money. They have spent all this money, time, taking a hit on their business, but making sure all the proper protocols are in place. I've seen patios being physically built, getting ready for patio season, all to be told, now you sit down and shut the fuck up for another month. That is so infuriating. And again, this is from someone who's not, personally attached to any of that. I do not run a business that operates that way. I'm able to go into work. I'm lucky in that way. But I'm so pissed off for the people who this impacts. It drives me crazy. And not even to mention the mental health implications this is going to have. That's a whole other story. And we've mentioned it on the podcast before. It's not that I'm anti what doctors say. Doctors are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. The medical experts, whoever you, your, your regional medical officer of health, right to the provincial, right to the federal, they're doing their job and telling you about this virus and basing it on facts of the virus. But go ahead and ask anybody out there who does anything with mental well-being. They're overwhelmed right now. And it is going to take another hit on those people who are already hurting to be told, you stay put for another month. Do you know how bad that's going to hurt people? Like, adults and children, both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's well said. Very, very well said. Okay, let me have a turn at this now. 
Justin Trudeau, Doug Ford, need to step down. Now, they need to, to step down, and we need to have an immediate election in Canada. And, and here's why. Because people are going to die this weekend that don't have COVID. We know what this is going to do. People are going to die by their own hand this weekend. It's Easter weekend. There are family gatherings. And what the government did or will do today is take away the hope. We made it through the first wave. We made it through the second wave. We now know that vaccines are here, but they're not here. They're ordered, but they're not here. They're coming, but they're not in arms yet. And that's why we have to lock down now. And the fact that we are going into a third lockdown now is a massive, massive failure of leadership. And whether it's Doug's fault or not, whether it's Justin's fault or not, they are the two at the top. They need to go back to the electorate, to the people, to us. And justify what they've done and outline a clear plan to go forward. I hate to say it. I love Doug. You got to step down. Now. I'm surprised, to be honest with you, if I may step in here. Because you and I both know who we're talking about here. We know him. I'm surprised by this. I'm actually was surprised to hear this. I, th- I was one of the people a few days ago who were like, no, 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 it's not going to happen. No, 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 Trust me, I know. Provincially? Oh, across the board? You guys fucking nuts? Do you know who you're talking about? I'm quite surprised. Yep, me too. So uh, I, oh, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, go ahead. You finish, you finish your thought. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some DMs that came in this morning alone when we were talking about it on our FM morning show. So you go ahead and conclude your thoughts on this. Okay. And I'm trying to, to be as calm and as reasonable about this as I can. But again, I'll say it. Doug, you need to step down. Christine Elliott is the deputy premier and the health minister. Let her take over. Justin, please put your colossal, massive ego aside and step down. Christian Freeland is the deputy prime minister. Let her be in charge. You two now need to come back to the people and tell us why you deserve another mandate. And part of the reason I think we need another mandate is because of the gross Gross neglect. We just had an Ontario budget come out that was full of billions of dollars worth of spending with no tax increases. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to pay more taxes than anybody else. But it is so reckless and irresponsible to put that much spending on the future of our province and our country with zero plan to pay it off in any sort of short order. To spend that much without the revenue to match, knowing the price that it costs us to borrow, is reckless. I hate it. I hate to say it, but Doug, you got to quit. You got to step down. Justin, you need to step down now. This is a failure of leadership. The fact that we are going into a third wave, you failed. Or maybe you didn't fail. Maybe it should be up to the people to decide that. But we now, as a people deserve to have our say. And I don't care if we have fixed election dates. I don't think anybody's going to complain that you're calling an early election, but we need to vote. 
We need to. And when it comes to this lockdown, businesses will close unnecessarily. There is no zero science that isn't contradicted here. The premier will stand up there today and he'll say, well, this is what the science says. We've been following the science since day one. We just went through a year of this, a full year. And we know that Toronto and Peel were in lockdown since November. They never came out. They're still in the gray zone in Toronto and Peel. I don't understand why if it didn't work there, you'd have to think that if lockdowns work the way that we're going, if it works, you'd have to think that they would have come out of lockdown after four, five months. But they never did. To then take everyone else and put them in a lockdown is wrong. It's wrong. It costs livelihood. It costs jobs. It'll cost lives. There's that. You can argue until you're blue in the face. Well, the numbers say it's not coming from the schools. Schools are safe. It's just not believable, guys. It's not believable to think all these kids who we know are typically asymptomatic spreaders of this in a close, confined space, despite the best of intentions. There has to be COVID there. They take it home to their parents. Their parents take it to work. I don't believe you when you say schools are not the source of the spread. (laughs) I don't believe you. I think you're wrong or I think you're lying to us because nobody wants to admit they made a mistake here. And I get that we can't have a recovering economy when half the workforce has to be home with their kids. I get that. That's a problem that we need to collectively find a solution to. And maybe the solution is we all work together. Maybe the stay-at-home people can take a few more. I don't know how we do it, but I think it's worth having a conversation over closing a giant building with a thousand people in it in close quarters mm-hmm. that we already know has poor ventilation. Mm-hmm. You, you, I, I'm sorry. I, I promise you, I'm going to let you speak. I just want to say a few more things here. I think that to not acknowledge that schools are likely a source of the problem is wrong. Certainly worth putting a little more research into. I think that we have been very, very misled about the vaccine effort. I don't think that we have enough supply. I don't think we're distributing them properly. And I think that there's too many people, virtually everyone under 60 years old, 65 actually, as of right now, none of them have had a vaccine. Almost none of them under 65 have been vaccinated. It's the first of April, guys. What is going on? And I'm tired of hearing Doug accused Justin and Justin accused Doug. And then they both show up for a photo op yesterday about this mystery vaccine plant that we're going to have that's going to make flu shots in 2026. I also don't know why we're giving a, a very profitable drug manufacturer a half a billion dollar grant to set up this vaccine making facility so that they can mark it up 25,000 times and sell it back to the taxpayers. Why are we doing that? Is making vaccines a non-profitable business? Is that something that nobody else wants to be in? Because you know what? Pretty sure if you told me 
uh, this is a business where you're going to bill the taxpayers about eh, almost $100 million a year. I would take out that risk. I would go and get the capital to build that factory, and you wouldn't have to give me a half a billion dollars to do that because I realize that's a good business opportunity. I don't know why we're subsidizing that. And last, but certainly not least, I think that this lockdown is proof that we reward, sorry, I shouldn't say we reward bad behavior. We aren't rewarding good behavior because, you know, I'm looking at uh, Waterloo Region. In all of Waterloo Region, one of the biggest hubs in Ontario, there's a total of 21 people in the hospital with COVID. Six of them are in the ICU. Six. And they have three major hospitals. There's six people in the ICU. In Wellington, Dufferin, and Guelph, that's everywhere from Elmira to Orangeville. Four people in hospital. Four. One is in the ICU. What the fuck are we doing here, guys? You want to shut it down over this? And I get that you've got to do something. I agree with you. Something needs to be done. But what you need to do is you need to come out there and you need to, one at a time, industry by industry by industry, explain to the people, not just the voters, not just the taxpayers, the people who put their trust in you as leaders, You need to explain to every one of them why it's not safe because they're following the guidelines. I am fucking livid for people who, who did what we want people to do. They, they made an investment in Ontario. They employed people, they set up a business and now we're just going to, we're just going to kick them right in the dick. I don't understand how you can turn your backs on those people after a year of telling them what's safe what they have to do to be safe. They did it. They're doing it. And you're still telling them that's not enough. There has never been a more gross example of moving the goalpost than what's going on right now. You are going to put people out of their businesses and out of their homes. And it's not necessary unless you can show us actual data of why it's not safe. Because if you can show me, I'll go along with it. I can go on the government of Ontario website right now and I can see hundreds, hundreds of cases linked to schools. I haven't seen one linked to a dog groomer. I don't see really any that are widely published about hair salons. I I don't see it. And to take those people and put them, force them to stay home for a month with no job and a limited government income. I just don't understand how you can do it. And again, you need to resign, Doug. Justin, you need to resign as well. You need to come back to us now and say, this is what I did and why I did it. This is what I'm going to do to get us out of this. You have to quit. Okay. That's what I wanted to say. Having like a socially distanced election right now would fucking suck. Can I just say that much too? (laughs) God, they made a mess of this so far. Could you imagine attempting to re-put someone in in office right now? Fuck. I mean, Newfoundland and Labrador, BC, uh, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick. We've had elections during the pandemic and they went off fine. The Americans had one. Uh, Listen, I'm just saying what a pain in the ass. Uh, Stephen Lecce, by the way, confirmed. So this must frustrate, frustrate you that he says schools will remain open. Might as well. I mean, might as well. 
Yeah, I mean, for the few people that are going to be working uh, full-time hours, yeah, I mean, they have to have a place to send their kid. Let me tell you uh, exactly what was tweeted out this morning um, as we were doing the podcast. Uh, schools will remain open, critical for students' mental health and learning. Uh, someone cares about someone else's mental health. Interesting. Uh, the chief medical officer of health has said schools remain safe. Against third wave and VOCs, strong protocols have kept 98.7% of schools open, 74% without any cases. Students deserve to be in class. I'm all for, by the way, students being in classes. And I think we need to find a way to do it. But I'm also yep. the type that will tell you I think we need to find a way to do everything. We need to find a way to remain in. Uh, fine, put us in red. You know what? Put everyone in red. That, that's fine. But we need to find a balance. How many times have I fucking said that? We need to find a balance. Vaccines, you hit the nail on the head there. What the fuck is going on? We need, I mean, we need now to, it's fair to ask what the fuck is going on. Absolutely, Scott. We, could have, we should have asked that a while ago once we knew that shit was rocky and shit was not right. Focus on the task at hand, getting needles in arms. Don't worry as much about what people are doing over here. They want to be stupid and catch COVID and do, and trust me, I'm talking about myself too. I'm talking about everybody. If I want to go out and join a fucking party, someone texts me, hey, tonight, big party. I'm going to be a fucking idiot. I'm going to be an idiot. Let people do whatever they need to do. Your focus should be putting those vaccines in as many arms as you possibly can. And if they're not there, if find out why the fuck they're not there and do your job on that hand. Do your job. Make the phone calls. Figure out what the fuck's going on. That's what our focus should be. You know, in the States right now, they're vaccinating young. I think most people know who are paying attention. They're vaccinating much, much younger than, I mean, they're going to be ready to go come, come summertime. They're already making plans for doing all kinds of things in the summer. We're still going to be fucked. And God forbid, we're still going to be in lockdown. A lot of people predicting lockdowns are going to continue all through the year because our vaccine rollout is shit. So if we know our vaccine rollout is shit, let's focus every single resource on that instead of continuing to shut people down, hurt people mentally, emotionally all of it financially of course which will also impact people for years that what they're doing financially now will impact people for years Mm -hmm. years yeah i don't know what it will take and i i know that we're we're both of similar minds on this uh we've spoken with people who aren't and by all means guys if you completely disagree with what we say we we are okay We love getting your messages, no matter what it is. We can have a civil conversation about it. And like I said, people have reached out to say those things. So I do want to mention that because I don't want this to be a completely one-sided podcast. It's just honest to goodness that we both feel roughly the same way. Although we don't necessarily agree on everything, I think that kids should be in class. I'm okay with that, and I hope that they are going to continue to be in class, regardless of the case numbers. Regardless. Let me just say, when it comes to school, I, I mainly agree with you. But one of the things that I do think is important is... I think parents should have the choice to have their kids in school and parents and and kids can make that decision together that you should be in class. It's not for everybody. It's not. And I get the, it's a real feeling of concern and, and some people don't feel safe in a school. And I understand that too, but I think that people should have the choice. I also think that it's not right to criticize everything that's being done without offering a solution. So what I'm going to do here is just go back to what we've been told for the last year. And I hate to keep doing it, but we've had a year of real time analysis on this and we know what works to keep us safe. What's the solution? Basic restrictions on capacity. Certainly don't close down those restaurants. Don't. You can't. Don't close those gyms. 
You can't. Don't close those personal care services. You can't. And it's wrong. What we need to do is open them up with some strict safety protocols. And anybody who doesn't feel safe or anybody who is immunocompromised, anybody who is high risk or elderly and hasn't gotten their vaccination yet, you need to be careful until you get a shot. Once again, this is another distraction from the fact that vaccines will solve this problem. And we haven't got them. The rest of the world does. We don't. And it's wrong. So how was that as an approach here, Kat? I tried to be fairly reasonable and not yell and not swear. I just I think that at this point now, anybody who's going to be civilly disobedient, and I'm not encouraging anyone, anyone to break the law. But I think that if you've had enough Mm -hmm. and if you want to get together with your family, if you want to open your business, I don't blame you. If you've been told to close and you think it's wrong and nobody has showed you any science to say it's wrong, you should be able to open up. I don't see any other solution. Right. I, I know a lot of. People, I don't blame you. Is I know, what I'm saying. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I, I think a lot of people would be in the same boat right now. I, I There's people calling for it is what I'll say already. As soon as this news came down, there's people calling for it. Like, keep your businesses open. How many people will actually keep the doors to their business open? I'm not, I'm not sure. That's remained to be seen from anyone anywhere that I've seen. But I will tell you this much. I know a couple of hairstylists that will remain to take, that will continue to take clients on the DL. So yep. I don't think necessarily their doors will be open or they will publicly be like, guys, we're still taking appointments. Fuck the law. They're not going to do that. But there are people that will definitely do it. Just like there's been people seeing uh, b- bigger groups than five you know, since late last year. So I, I also don't blame them. I think there's a smart way to do it, though. And I go back to, you might remember, um, what is it, Adamson's Barbecue, that whole deal that went down? Yep. Right? There's, there's smart ways to do it, and then there's the a little bit too much in your face ways to do it. So for me, it'll depend on how, how these businesses go about it. But I'm not against supporting those who, who want to continue to, to do things. And uh, same as you. I'm not saying break the rules, but I'm saying I understand because these are, again, this is people's livelihood, let alone the mental impact that this is going to have on people. And I think you're absolutely right. There's people that message us. When I think about it this way, Scott, what you and I do, people talk to us because Mm -hmm. they feel they know us. And that's one of the parts of the job I love the most. Those people can get very vulnerable with us. And I have had in this last year, people on a weekly basis alone telling me that they struggle to stay alive right now. They don't mm-hmm. want to live and that, you know, whatever we're doing helps them, keeps them going, among other things that they do, of course. That, to me, is a, is a huge sign. And if I'm seeing that, I can't imagine. And I know somebody who, is a, who, who does that for a living, who is a therapist, that says, Kat, it's overwhelming the amount of people that I have to talk down from a ledge yep. daily, daily. They, they get those emergency phone calls all the time especially now, you're going to hurt so many more people than you think you're saving. Well said. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I woke up this morning and I was, I was mad. And then I thought, you know, I can't even get mad anymore. It's just reached a point where everything is so contradictory. It's so stupid. 
it's been so badly mismanaged and there's such a vacuum of leadership right now. And I'm not saying that just because I disagree with the politician's position. I'm saying that because none of the politicians have told us why they're doing what they're doing. And they can't. They can't. They can't justify a lot of what's about to happen for the next month. Don't And you, it's it's bad. So let me I'm going to ask you a question that do, do you think don't you think that if if this is the case that people are thinking more like us right now like fuck this I can't take it. Are we going to reach a breaking point if this continues on? Is there going to be a breaking point and what will that look like? For some people. Well, I mean, we all deal with things in different ways. So me, I went from since 3:30 this morning, I've gone from angry to confused to now I'm just sad. I'm sad at what's about to happen. And it was totally preventable. It was preventable if the people in charge had done their job. But they didn't. And now we're in this mess. And I think that there are some people who are going to turn to civil disobedience. There's some people who will turn to violence. There's some people who will go into a deep depression. And I guess all I can tell you guys is... If you're feeling this, if this one really was the punch in the gut that you didn't need, I feel you. I really, really, really do. It's wrong what they're doing. There's no justification for it. We should be through this now. We knew when the first wave happened that there would be a second wave. That wasn't a surprise to anybody. A second lockdown, it was frustrating, but we knew that had to happen. This one it was totally preventable. And I'm going to say it again. And I hate to say it. Doug, you need to step down today. You need to offer your resignation. Put Christine in charge. She's got this well in hand. Put Christine in charge. And come back to the people and ask them for a new mandate. Ask them to validate the decisions that have been made. And I get that you're somewhat tied by public health. The doctors are making most of these decisions. But that's the bullshit part, isn't it? And, and sorry to interrupt because I know because you mentioned that before. That's the bullshit part. Is she, if, let's say she's in charge. Let's say that Doug does do this, which will mm-hmm. never happen. And I think you and I both know that. It's not going to happen. At no, least not no, no. today. Not gonna I don't happen. think he wants a second term. Well, he's not going to step down. He won't do it by his own hand right now. But let's say that Christine Elliott does take over in term, whatever. You think that she's going to make a different decision than he did? No, I don't think anyone. I don't think any fucking one of them will. No, but the problem is, is that it's so fucked up now that the trust is gone. Common sense is gone. None of it adds up. Everything is contradictory. Backwards is forwards. Forwards is backwards that we need a new face on this because, frankly, people don't trust Justin Trudeau anymore. People don't trust Doug Ford anymore. Because this was the kick in the gut. That they didn't need. And I really think that if they want to govern with any sort of moral authority going forward, if they want to continue to spend billions of our dollars recklessly with no plan to to get us out of that, then they need to come back to the people and ask for a mandate. I think they do. It's the right, responsible thing to do. I don't know that they'll do it. I think you're probably right. They won't. But that's what they should do. Because people need to have trust in their leaders, and right now, I don't see a lot of it. Never 
If you'd asked me two years ago, who do you think people really trust and count on for their government services? I, I didn't think that many mayors in Ontario would score well. Some, yes, but most of them, no. But it's amazing that our local officials are ones that we're turning to for help. And our our supreme leaders here, pardon the expression, the prime minister and the premier are the two that are have completely eroded all faith. And, you know, I just I'm thinking about the human cost here. We uh, we may have an ICU problem, but I thought that's why we had those field hospitals. I mean, we can't possibly be at critical mass now. I realize you don't want it to get to that point, but I'm, I'm looking at. The death toll and, uh, you know, it's a fraction of what it was even two months ago. That's proof that the vaccinations are working. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We also don't have any vaccinations now. It seems like we don't have enough. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have enough, then that's a problem. It really, really is. Okay. Uh, can we end this on a, a lighter but interesting note that people might want to hear about? Uh, sure. As of today, the LCBO no longer letting you earn those air miles on purchases. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the website, they are looking at implementing a replacement loyalty program in the coming months. Uh, Kate, does this mean that we're going to actually save money on liquor going forward? Like, what kind of royalty program are we looking at here, LCBO? So I'm not sure if this is a distracting, <laughs> distraction tactic right now, Scott. Quite possible. But just so you know, uh, the info is out there. They're looking at a new uh, loyalty program for the LCBO. That's really the only place I ever used air miles. Yeah. I mean, I don't really collect air miles the way I used to either. It seems like many more companies have gone to AeroPlan or the one that I just think is the best all around is the, the PC optimum points. Yeah. Here, 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 here. That's the best one. I mean, they, people can actually redeem that. Well, look, the government clearly has a great relationship with the law blog group i don't understand why we can't just get our uh, optimum points there too let's giddy up i i know it just makes a lot of sense uh listen i mean it, we're about to go through a pretty major overhaul here i mean when we come out of this pandemic we have to change the way we do things in ontario and that's going to take leadership and i know not everybody wants to hear it but we need to sell off the lcbo We need to let private investors, private individuals and business owners and entrepreneurs open up their own shops and sell booze the same way we're doing it with the pot shops. That's a great model. It's gone exceptionally well, exceptionally well with the private pot stores. We need to do the same for alcohol and disband the LCBO altogether. Sorry, not sorry. I I think we should have done that 20 years ago. We would still make the tax revenue off of it. We just wouldn't have all of the costs that go with it. There would also be more selection, more variety, better hours, and a lot of other reasons that it makes a lot of sense to let private individuals run businesses and let government run government. Mm -hmm. Government shouldn't be in business. 
No, I know. That's such a hot take. <laughs> well, people I don't think a that. lot of people disagree with you, though. I, I'm fully all in favor of it. I've been to other provinces where they, they manage quite well, and it's more convenient. Um, I don't think the locations are all great for the LCBOs. A lot of people get fucked over with that. I think the price points end up being a lot higher. I understand for job security for some people at the LCBO, it's great. Apparently, it's a great place to work from what I've heard. Um, for all of those reasons, it's good, but I don't see it being something that people would cry about if they did change their ways. But would they? I don't know. It's a, that's a cash cow for them. Yep. All right. Listen, everyone, I want to wish you a hat. Well, we both do want to wish you a very happy Easter or a happy Passover or whatever you're celebrating. Have a good weekend. And remember, if you're not okay, and there's going to be a lot more people that aren't okay after this is made official today, please reach out to someone, mm-hmm. anyone, mm-hmm. friend, colleague, stranger, one of the, the numbers that you can call. But please get yourself the help you need because I understand what's going to happen here. I get it. And I know how much it sucks when you feel helpless, when you, you just got back to work and now you're losing your job again. I get it. One of the, the biggest accomplishments that we get on a daily basis is the ability to bring home a paycheck. That's empowerment. And you've had it taken away from you. And it's wrong. It's wrong, wrong, wrong. But this is an important weekend because it's a weekend when many will be with family. And even if you don't see them in person, try and lean on them and reach out to them if you need help. And don't be afraid to admit it. There's no shame at all in admitting that you're not okay and you need some help. Please reach out if you need it. Well said. Well said. Guys, we're not working tomorrow. Uh, but we will be back on Monday. So uh, it's a bit of a long weekend for us. Thank you for listening to After 9 today. Uh, <sighs> Cat. Yeah, I know. Fuck. I know. Uh, we'll collect ourselves. I mean, we're learning this stuff in the in the moment as you guys are. So this is all fresh to us today um, as we record this podcast. We will definitely have some more thoughts and, and some updates, I think, on Monday. Happy Easter, guys. Happy Passover.